Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints to uh, help us to navigate this very challenging life. And today we have a very sober, difficult subject to talk to you about and with some good news attached as well. But what if uh, you were one of the hundreds of churches in the United States, and I don't know if you know how many there are, but recently just in one diocese, a hundred parishes were notified by their bishop. A hundred parishes were notified by their bishop that their parish was being closed. A hundred. How would you feel sitting there in the pew reading, listening to that? or reading the memo, or reading the letter from the bishop. What if that happened to you? Well, uh, it's uh, we're headed for a crisis of epic proportions in the United States, and that's our topic for the day. Uh, Saint um, Stephanie. Saint Stephanie? Yeah. <laughs> from your mouth to God's ears, please, Lord, someday. Please He's make me a saint. To introduce make me a saint, Lord. Our expert in this area. Okay, I am very happy to welcome Dr. Joseph Holcraft. He's one of our own. He has taught at the middle school, high school, and university level. And during that period, Dr. Holcraft also hosted the radio broadcast Seeds of Truth. He is also an author and has written A Heart for Evangelizing and Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. The reason he's with us today, and he's one of us, is because he is a professor with the Avila Institute, and he's also our director of the High Calling Program. Most importantly, he is married to a beautiful wife, and he is a devoted husband and father. He lives in Ohio with his wife, Jackie, and their four children. Welcome, Joe. Dan and Stephanie, great to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. Good to have you. Well, uh, you heard the intro. Saint Stephanie, <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're headed. We're we're. I uh, so Joe. You know we've been we've worked together in this realm for a little while now with some great success. Stephanie, of course, ran the high calling program before you uh, joined us, so she knows it uh, uh, up front and close. But. For me, until we started working on this solution directly related to finding guys who uh, have a calling or think they have a calling, I hadn't really focused on this, the stats. Uh, hmm. Go ahead. So. I, th I think before we go there, why don't we have Joe tell us what the High Calling Program is? Yeah. Um, because a lot of our listeners, this might be the first time they've ever heard anything about it. So just a Reader's Digest version, Joe, what is the High Calling Program at the Avila Institute, and, and why is this important for our church? Why is it? And if you could, just because they did have in mind a sort of sequence, but the speak first of what we're doing now, and then we'll talk about what we're 
going to do in the future? Sure. Yeah. So what we're doing now and what we've been doing over the past six years is uh, the Avil Institute, uh, under the, the guidance of initially, under the direction initially of Archbishop Gomez with Dr. Anthony Lillis and a few others, started a uh, live online program to help men discern their call to the priesthood. So what we've established uh, essentially is 12 modules that uh, work, that operate uh, three weeks long, where the guys gather one night per week, uh, where they journey with uh, men across the country in this live online uh, forum to really engage the, the, the various principles of discernment. Um, the program is blessed with some of the top formators in the country, from Father Haggerty to Father Boniface Hicks to Father McManus to Father Bachansky, Father Kokali, uh, and many others, Chris Carson's, Dr. Mark Maravelli now is on board uh, with Mariology. Uh, the men uh, are afforded the opportunity to really, for the first time, by their own testimony, and I, I've had the blessed opportunity to speak with many of them, this program allows them for the first time to really uh, engage the faith, think critically about the faith. You know, so for the first time, they are encountering Christ in the interior life. For the first time, they're experiencing healing that leads to spiritual maturity. Um, they come to see conversion as, as something ongoing, right? Uh, certainly spiritual direction is a very important part of this. Uh, and, and maybe most importantly, uh, they enter into a more robust personal relationship with Jesus Christ as they go deeper in their discernment, as they receive greater clarity. Um, and it's a program that just doesn't operate between professor and, and discerner, but also um, including myself, the vocation director, right? So the vocation directors are directly involved and, and the, the vocation directors love us because we provide them the content, uh, the interaction that takes place between discerner and, and professor. So they, ha they have a kind of window, if you will, into that conversation and it provides them great fodder for their regular meetings with the guys. And so as you can kind of begin to anticipate uh, between uh, the discerner, vocation director, myself, professor, everyone involved, uh, the young man who thinks he has a call will come to understand what that looks like. And from there, it just takes off. So the, <clears throat> the problem that we were looking to solve, so some people might know not know the Divine Intimacy Radio is under the umbrella of the Avila Foundation, under which also is the Avila Institute for Spiritual Formation, Graduate Studies in Spiritual Theology, personal enrichment studies, the high calling program extended out of that. So that's why Stephanie talked about how Joe is one of us. We're all on the same team. But um, so the program was established to solve a, a particular set of problems. If, and if I could summarize them and then maybe tell me where I've missed it. One is we got guys who are have a legit call to the priesthood, but come out of a non-Catholic culture. And it's a culture permeated by all manner of things that that can confuse a young man and keep him from uh, you know his his destiny to be a priest so they so we help them to navigate that entry that one year we, we give them a one-year ramp into seminary help them ramp up academically spiritually all of that uh, and but so that solves the problem of losing men I mean it helps to solve the problem of losing men before they hit seminary for, for a, a lot of different reasons. Then uh, we're also dealing with things in the high calling program that could cause serious problems if not dealt with before seminary while in seminary, right? 
So we're dealing with issues like human uh, sexuality, anthropology, uh, social media, and all of that. Uh, and then if you deal with those things on the back end, you don't have this continuous. It's, I'm a little shocked at the number of stories I hear regularly of how many guys discern out after they're ordained, which is just mind boggling to me. And um, so it helps to solve, uh, to put a dent in all of the issues related to the, those problems. Does that give a good summary? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm reminded of a conversation I had pretty early on with the bishop who, um, after I had reached out to the vocation director, he had called me back, the, the bishop called me back and we were talking for four or five minutes and he says, you know, Dr. Holcraft, I, I wish you were, were around six years ago. Mm. This was now a year, year and a half ago. And I said, well, what do you mean? He, he said, jokingly, you would have saved me $300,000. What are you saying? And his point was two men had left late in the seminary. Mm -hmm. And when he asked both men, why did they leave? Both men said, in the end, I guess I just never really discerned whether or not I was called to be a priest. Wow. You know, and I, I thought, wow. And, and again, not that we're solving all the problems, but no doubt we are stepping into that gap. You talk about a ramp, you know, we're setting that ramp up so as to help that guy come to a deeper understanding, right? It, uh, and, and the big point here, I think, and it gets to the heart of everything you just said, Dan, is that if you were to ask me, what is the one theme that emerges in all of your conversations? For me, that's easy. Healing. Healing takes place. Hmm. Uh, and the, the one, I've, I've heard it once and I've actually heard it now numerous times just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, something like, I was healed and now I'm free to discern. You know, hmm. the, the young man a few weeks ago talked extensively about his healing. And he was ready to go into seminary and he wanted to just follow up with me on a couple things. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So you, as you talk about the problems in the church, really what we're talking about, Dan, is a universal problem to the extent that we're dealing with human nature. And we all need healing. So if a man is called to the priesthood, just as we are called to something, we're not going to do it well if we are not first healed. Right. Uh, and, and so this becomes and has really emerged, I think, as a kind of an overarching theme. And so this certainly is something that I am excited to speak into. So I'm curious if you could give me an example, how is it that one of these, in one of these conversations, how is it that we aided in the, the healing of, of, of one of these guys? Yeah. So uh, there's a certain professor we have on board named Dan Burke. Uh oh, so, <laughs> no. To, to give we, the example, he did not. We, this he, is not a setup. This so. is, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm going to be honest and transparent, right? This young man, you had stirred something in his heart, right? In your module into the deep, and it was about how how to be a man of prayer. That same young man who said, "I am healed and I'm free to discern," said, "You know, I." I thought I knew how to pray until I didn't. So he started to give God time and silence. And no longer was the day getting the best of him, but he was getting the best of the day. And he realized as, as he was seeing now his day as an offering to God, that he was not right with someone close to him. And this was a big thing for him because in fact, it was a broken relationship that had scarred a number of other relationships 
So over time, he prayed for the grace. He was walking with our Lord and his spiritual director, and he was finally able to forgive that, that someone in his life. And it just, as he explained it to me, it just, it was like he walked through the door and there was just this great light mm. and it just meant the world to him. And he experienced this new joy, he said. And uh, But he went back to some of your words, Dan, that you shared with him and just the importance of, you know, and I don't know if this is you exactly, but essentially to neglect prayer is to neglect life itself, right? So how can we be the man that God's calling us to be if we're not praying? Right. That's right. And, and, and so he then kind of soaked himself in that truth by entering into uh, the great thing that is silence with God, right? And it, it was just uh, transformative for him. Awesome. Well, we're, we're ready to go to the break. When we get back, we want to talk, we'll shift gears and talk about a new spiritual direction formation program for priests. So extending the High Calling program and then uh, another exciting announcement. We'll be right back. Hi friends, we want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. Welcome back. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke with Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking to Dr. Joe Holcraft, who heads up uh, an incredibly important program for the sake of uh, rescuing, helping, serving, um, healing vocations in the church. And before the break, we were talking about uh, one man's, uh, one of the guys' experience in our program. How many guys do we have now, Joe, in the High Calling program that we're forming? Yeah. So last year, what were the numbers? 37 dioceses and 96 guys. And I'm in the middle of uh, onboarding right now. So um, numbers for this fall, stay tuned here in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, there's uh, been a nice swell of momentum. I think we'll match, if not exceed, last year's numbers. So I'm, I'm excited. And for me, too, really the important thing that I've been pretty intentional about is just to make sure that um, the guys who are coming to us are intentional in their discernment, um, because certainly what I'm focused on is uh, the quantity will come when the quality is there, right? And uh, the guys coming to us, man, this year the guys coming to us are just awesome, awesome dudes. I'm so excited. That's great. Uh, yeah. 38 dioceses, right? We added a new uh, one as well. Well, that's, I mean, that was last year. So diocese, as they send us guys, they don't always have guys to send us, right? And then there's transition within diocese, new vocation directors. And so sometimes you try to reboard and that stalls. But um, yeah, so we'll lose a handful of dioceses, but certainly we're gaining new dioceses too. So um, yeah. Yeah. 
One of the things I love about the High Calling program, and I was just so honored to uh, take that on for a while until, you know, the Lord made it obvious that um, it was way beyond my capacity because I was doing a whole lot of other things as well, and that it was really needed to be um, directed by you, you know, by by someone like you who had discerned the priesthood, who had properly um, entered into the fullness of his call as a man of God and ended up getting married, you know, for you, um, which kind of speaks to what I love about the program is that you were talking about the quality of the men coming in. And what I love is when they properly discern, one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to go forward into the seminary and become hopefully healed, awesome, incredible priests, right? The priests Mm -hmm. that we need, or they're going to discern out properly and become the men uh, that we need them to be as husbands, fathers, uh, in the business world, in the education field, in all the other ways. Because we need men to be fully who they're called to be, you know, entering fully into that relationship and that calling of authentic manhood and what it looks like. Um, Because, wow, we need our guys. We need our guys. We need strong guys, whether it's in the priesthood or in our homes. So I just love what it what it gives our man. Amen. Well, Jackie uh, agrees with you. <laughs> the lovely Mrs. Lowcraft agrees with you. And it's to say, too, we talk about numbers with, with the men who come to us. It's just odd or, you know, probability. I don't know what it is, but it always just comes out as 70% of the guys kind of stay with us and go on to seminary, 30% don't. But uh, 70, 30 makes 100%, right? So 100% of the guys are getting, uh, you know, a quality formation that, as you were speaking to, Stephanie, will transform them. And, and praise be Jesus Christ for that. So I want to turn the corner, Joe, and we're running out of time. So I think we'll save, we're doing a webinar sometime soon, and we'll save the 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 spiritual direction piece. So I want to jump to vocations development. Uh, we have 38 dioceses in 2021 uh, ordained zero priests and that we're not talking about small obscure dioceses in this list one of them is the archdiocese in new york one of them is the archdiocese of detroit zero priests in 2021 they ordained zero priests zero wow um the average age of the u.s priest is 67 yeah so the crisis coming is that priests priests are aging out we don't have enough guys filling the pipeline, and there's more pressure on existing priests, which that doesn't often lead, if they're not, unless they're really well-formed, often lead to a priest who's well-balanced. It leads to a priest that's busy and, and, and you know, dies of exhaustion. So we have some, an epic issue co- coming, and we were talking together, and I don't remember how the idea came up, but we've got to help. We're already coming alongside vocation directors, and that's that's our mission, really, is to support those guys, right? Yeah. But we've got to figure out how to help because we're very good at digital reach. How do we find guys? So many diocesan programs are, uh, you know, designed by older guys like me. They don't know where the younger guys are. They're building websites. Nobody, you know, under under thirty five under thirty goes to websites. They use their phone. <laughs> they have to be phone phone sites, if you will, or apps or whatever. So we have this amazing uh, capacity um, because 
we have guys who are consulting you who are the ones who are actually coming into seminary. So we're designing vocations outreach based on the men themselves, the direct research with guys who are brand new across multiple dioceses. I don't think this has ever been done with this much wisdom available because of our broad interaction with so many different dioceses and so many guys. Talk about the vocations outreach. I think it's so important. Yeah, so it's first to say, Dan, that uh, there are a lot of men out there who want to discern in anonymity. Right? They're just not ready to uh, take that next step and, and engage the vocation director. Um, and so this is really, I think, where the website steps in to, to start that conversation for a lot of guys and to meet the guys where they are at. Um, so in the build of the website, to be able to have a focus group of men and I picked a, a large number of guys who had been with us to just kind of pick their brain, pick their mind with what we're doing, actually sending them some physical copy of what we've done and what we've built. And it's really interesting because the guys, whether they be, you know, 1924, 32, because we do cover the whole range, really 35 plus two, um, they're all on the same page. You know, I don't like that so much. I love that. Uh, and long beard is the outfit that we're, you know, we're working with. And they, they have been doing a great job of, um, of uh, being patient with us and, and just as far as the feedback goes. And uh, so I'm excited because it's a website that is going to meet the guy where they're at, which includes uh, that sense that, you know what, we, we need to journey with this, with these guys, be patient with them. Uh, And yeah, there's a real excitement about this. There's a real excitement. We've got a resource page we're also building that's going to be um, something we add on to on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. Um, that's going to be very engaging, super excited. Uh, we're, we're actually um, getting some content and copy from some, uh, some uh, vocation directors as well. Um, so we're working with vocation directors and their experience of, of working with guys. So, um, so it's just not serving the men who are discerning in anonymity, but it's also allowing us to continue to work on a deeper level, a deeper level with the diocese that we are already in relationship with. Yeah, I, I love this. And when we first started talking about this years ago and, and, and planning on this, what I loved about it was the idea of, of thinking about how many men are out there who are, this is like a, a thought this is this little whisper in their head. Maybe I'm called to be the priesthood, be, go to the priesthood, but I don't want to have to tell my mom, yeah. right? And I, yeah. I don't want to tell my girlfriend. I don't want to tell anybody about this. So what this allows is for them to go explore in a safe manner, you know, at, at least a, a way that they can do it without having to tell the world. And, and then we can enter the dialogue with them and, mm. and provide resources for them to look at, explore, think about, pray with, talk about. And then when they get the courage and go, yeah, I think this is it. I think this is the path I'm supposed to follow until the Lord says no. Then we can enter into that more personal mm. relationship with them to help them connect with their vocation directors and get plugged into high calling. But I just loved that we were going to meet the men where they were. And, and not feel like they were going to get sucked into the diocese by an imaginary vacuum cleaner that was going to then highlight their entire life and that they yeah. were going to feel like they couldn't get out of, you know. It, 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 Stephanie, guys don't want to be stats 
you know, and this is something that came up quite a bit. You know, diocese will post their numbers, and I get it. There's 29 guys in, in the seminary, and we have, you know, this number and that number. Guys don't want that expectation. And on on some level, at some point, the guy needs to enter into his vocation. He says yes, right? But if out of the gate they become a stat, they don't like that, right? So to be able to accompany them in its proper definition, right, and journey with them. Um, it is really important to get them to a point to say yes. I have a quick story as you were sharing, and I know we don't probably have a lot of time, but I got a call from a young lady last year when we were onboarding, and she was you know, somewhere from the West Coast, and on the West Coast, and, and she calls and she says, who is this? And I said, uh, Joseph Holcraft, you know? She's like, Joseph, what do you do? And <laughs> I told her what I did, and she dropped an expletive. <laughs> Because she grabbed her boyfriend's number. Her boyfriend reached out to me because he wanted to do the high calling program. But he didn't want to tell her. She thought he was cheating on her. And, well, maybe he wasn't cheating, but he wanted to inquire in anonymity, right? Quite literally, he did not want to tell his girlfriend. And so we had a conversation. I had a conversation with the young man. But anyhow... Yeah, true to form. I mean, this is this is yeah, in 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 yeah, real time this stuff happens. Right? All right. Well, we we're we're running out of time. I just want to I folks, if your heart is moved by this, we really do need your help and we have a special offer for you. You can find this out at avala-institute.org under the donate button and basically we're we're willing to give you courses that you'd normally have to pay for. Uh, one at a time and take them in a formal setting. If you would begin to help us on a monthly basis or even one-time gifts to join in this uh, this effort to really t- turn the tide and solve this vocation crisis, I don't believe that God leaves his church without shepherds. I, I, it's just not in his nature. They're out there. We've got to find them but we need your help. We are not sufficiently funded. We're making a lot of progress, as Joe re, you know, revealed. But please go out to avala-institute.org and the donate page and help us out to find these guys, help them to discern, formate, form them, work with vocation directors and dioceses so we can turn the tide and we don't end up with hundreds or even thousands of churches with notices that they're being closed. This is really vital for our time. Uh, vital for the church, vital for the future of the church, particularly in the U.S. So avala-institute.org forward slash donate. And with that, we're grateful for you, Joe, and all the great work you're doing. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Joe. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.